And now, an ad from Dad. <clears throat> All right, save money on car insurance when you bundle home and auto with Progressive. Can I take these off? All right. What is this? This looks good. Wow. That's well made. Where did you get this? I'm talking to you with the hair. Yeah, where did you get this? It's good stuff. That's solid. That's not veneer. That's solid stuff. Progressive can't save you from becoming your parents, but we can save you money when you bundle home and auto. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurers. Discounts not available in all states or situations. The Masters is back. Stream all four days from Augusta and get every second of big swinging, glorious setting, career besting, water splashing, record breaking, tiger taming, Rory winning, maybe eagle-making, green-jacketing golf glory you could ask for. Grab a Now TV Sky Sports Week Pass and watch all four days of the Masters for just €15. Search Now TV today. Content streamed via the internet, full terms at nowtv.com. Now the shit's about to kick off, this party looks wet Let's take it back to straight hip-hop and start it from scratch I'm about to bloody this track up, everybody get back That's why my pin needs a pad, cause my rhyme's on the red tag It's like I get- Oh yes, we are live here at, at uh, Moonshine Philly The boys are in tonight And we're giving them some Sky Energy drink Oh, we yeah, almost had great. a huge disaster though When you dropped that Sky on the ground though I man. know <sighs> Now this mic is off here, right? That mic is off Okay, yeah. good Is that good? You gotta put it, you have to have it cold though You can't drink it warm Put it on ice. It's like no, Rioniti. Those it's nice. were outside. On ice. <laughs> it's nice. Those Rioniti were, on ice. Those are nice and chilled because they were outside. See, they're doing it right though. They came in. They had they had the big roof chicken platter pre-show, like during the yeah, show, and yeah. now because that knocks you out, and then you get the sky to bring you up. Uh, Ricky Bobby's burner account checking in on Twitter tonight. If you're not first, you're last, Tony. You know Just that. Tony, you're looking like a pimp daddy Santa tonight. I just figured out who I look like with my new uh, round version of the. Uh, the great the thin optics, thin optics glasses. What's that? Andrew Zimmern. You do. Andrew Zimmern wears the round. We gave right. him some. We, we didn't give him but these. But we haven't though. given him those yet. And no, this year we're going to give them to oh, him when so we go. To wait till the people see thin these. Optics, thin optics better supply us with a boatload of them again because now this will be well, the you're, third you're threatening year. Threatening thin optics? Well, no. Here's a, here's the problem. If they them? don't, we're going to be ambushed. People are going to be so upset at I us. Know. Because I forget the, Holly, Holly Robinson. Pete's going to be looking for her. All yeah. these people because last year was the second year that thin optics sponsored the the Super Bowl show. Yep. This will be the third. You know Last who else year, we gave them to two years ago? We've given... We gave them to Pat Mahomes' yep. mom. Yes. And if Pat, we hadn't given them to Pat Mahomes' mom, she wouldn't have been able to see that her son was going to be a great quarterback <laughs> like I did because I was wearing my thin optic Don't glasses. You, by the way, isn't this... Because of the fact that we, we had him on the show before he was drafted, I feel like I have... No, like he had a, been just been drafted. No, he had no. Not. That's right. It was pre-draft. It was pre-draft. It was a January of the of the and, because and, it, Lee, and Lee Steinberg Lee, brought him client. around. Lee Steinberg was showing off his new signees, his new like the 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 the, the all because he was the agent. He was yeah. and He had just signed. He also had Paxton Lynx, who he was right. dead ringing around. But, uh, but he I just, don't believe he'll be making his rounds on the on Radio Row this year with Paxton Lynx. Well, he had not just as a football signed. Player. No. He had just signed Pat Mahomes, and he was bringing him by, and he told you off the air and somewhat on the air, but off the air, he was going into even more detail about how amazing this kid was, and he, was, he knew that Pat was going to be doing fabulous things. And because of that, watching Pat, I feel even though I'm not a Chiefs fan, I feel like I have a little bit of ownership of Pat Mahomes. Like, you don't own anyone. 
No, no, no. I feel like I knew him when, and I'm rooting for him extra hard. Okay. I don't know why. No, he's, he's hard to dislike. He's a great kid. His great family. His dad was a major mm-hmm. league pitcher. His mom was super, super sweet. Yeah, they're great people. I'm, I'm happy for him, man. And that play he made on that fourth down throw the other day, that's one of the all-time great plays. Speaking of great people, why don't we go to a place where we get great stories from great people every single week? Uh, Minnesota? Oh, no, Florida. Miss Robin, is she one of the great people you're referring to? Of course. Let's go to Miss Robin, ladies and gentlemen. We had to get this out of the break because we got people coming up. I know. We got Joe Theismann coming up. We got T-Max, Tim McManus from ESPN joining us, too, this hour to talk some feetball. Oh, wait. Hold on a second. I was going to put a camera on me, but this is, like, way too close up, so I'm I'm actually not going to do that. (laughs) Um, So, yes, we are going to Florida. We're going to do POV. People love POV, Robin. No, I'm not going to do it. You just got a picture for that. I I needed a little bit more warning so that I could put the camera around, but I don't have that, so everybody you just get to see the wide shot get on but uh, Dateline Lakeland Florida Lakeland Florida yes. Lakeland at where's Lakeland Polk it's down where the pirates train down Polk there Polk County Polk County that's where they made Polk Salad Annie came from Poker Polk County well that's one of those counties where they can't count votes right down there in Florida. Oh, they're still... I think they're just finishing up the count. In Polk County? Yeah, I think so. I don't think it's completely done yet. <laughs> but you know that old adage that uh, people... That, it's that old you joke. Mean adage? Adage, adage. Adage. Yes. Adage is what Al Bundy drove. <laughs> he drove a Dodge. I had a 63 Dodge Dart Did once you really? back in the day. Yeah. You had a Dodge Dart? Don't you say adage? I say adage. It's adage. Adage. Not if you're... It's oh, adage. I Wait a minute. How to say Even it. the French don't say adage. Yes, they do, Tony Bruno. And in England, they say adage. But um, where they say... <laughs> is, the, is, that a, is that a sausage in your pants? Are you just happy to see me? Yes, we have a... Is that... Uh... You, you've, everybody's heard that before. Well... In Polk County at the Marathon gas station back on November 25th, that actually happened. A young man was seen putting a foot-long sandwich into his pants, slipping Excuse it down me in while there. I whip this out. Was it a $5 foot-long? I don't know how much they charge for a dollar, I mean, for a foot-long at the Marathon gas station, but it's probably about that price. Is it better than gas station sushi, though? That's what I want to know. Gas station sushi hope so. will kill you, bro. <laughs> But here's the funny part. Trust me. If, it was, if that wasn't funny enough, the uh, Polk County Sheriff's it's Office posted the video of this guy on their Facebook page and then said, um, now stop right there. We know what you all are thinking. Please resist. This is a respectable Facebook page. We are just reporting the facts. Exactly. That's the fact, Jack. And then they wrote... Too bad it wasn't a hot sandwich. That would have provided instant karma to the pilfer. Wow. How would you try to... S- see, that's why it's so much easier for women. A guy tries to steal a footlong and put it in his pants. You can see it. You gotta, a a chick steals pants. a $5 footlong and puts it in her pants. Boom. But why, why don't we just like walk around and just like eat the food? Like That's the best way to get away. We just walk around the store. You know how many grocery stores I've been into? I've, I've, ate, I've had full meals. 
while shopping. I've had like I've opened like a. I've opened, I've milk. opened around with gallons of milk, eating Reese cups. I don't give a shit. Like whatever. You just, just no, you bring up the empty container and then you pay for it. You, yeah, you could do that. But what I'm saying is, if you're going to you steal can it, do that. you can. <laughs> yes, but what? And then have you been in one of these little gas station things? They're tiny. And what are you going to walk around? The guy's There's not like paying attention. He's watching porn, hitting scratch offs. The He's room not is like attention. five by. The, the stores are like ten feet by ten feet. But there's fifteen cameras. It's not like he ran attention. It's not like he ran out though. He actually bought a Polar Pop. Paid for it, and and then rode away on his bicycle. Dude, with the with the with a sandwich with a foot now, long. That guy his, deserves his, everything he got. Now everything he got, he deserves it. But here's here's the the really really so the sheriff's department really kind of did this in tongue tongue in cheek because the very last thing that they put on their Facebook page underneath the video they said we hope to identify this suspect so he can be caught and pay for his crime, but we should note that this should also serve as notice to all as to why you do not take food from a stranger because you don't know where it's been. Wow. <laughs> we should bring footlong foals up here, man. Yeah. We should bring them up to the microphones. These, speaking of footlongs, I mean, we got the How's actual man doing? here. The original. The original footlong foals. I know. Man. Let's bring them up to the microphone. Let's get a damn microphone in front of him. He made the oh, pilgrimage. You, you need to give me a little... Well, I, I, well, it, it can just, come up it just, just kind of happened. You just grabbed the mic. Well, he's a little taller than that. Yeah, he's taller than that. He brought his boys down Damn here. Damn it, Robin, him. you're knocking stuff over. That's okay. Don't forget that Joe Theismann's going to join us. I'll call him Joe Theismann in about five minutes from now. Well, we'll be calling Joe Theismann in about five minutes, but you'll call him. I'll call him Theismann because I always do because that's his I real name. Go ahead. Come on, man. Right coming here. up here. we got to get the mic. He's not doing a guitar solo, Robin. She's got the mic <laughs> way down like he's going to do an acoustic set. It's not Eddie Vedder coming to the stage yeah. over here. Sit down. He's now doing an acoustic uh. Let me break it I down. know, for the French guy. Let me break it down real slow. Oh, speaking of French guy, let's get back to French. Yeah, give me a little one more taste. With lots of kisses. La, 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 ha, ha. He's awesome. Imagine that thing going off in your house like every 10 seconds. It's freaking epic. It's awesome. That's why. The cats walk by. Ladies and gentlemen, he's going to be making, he's back in business. He will be reappearing in Los Angeles at the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Mr. Footlong Falls in the house tonight, ladies and gentlemen, here at Moonshine Thursday. I had my I should have worn my Nick Falls, but it's Christmas. I had my Glass Half Falls T-shirt that I wear. How's everybody I still doing? <laughs> How's everybody doing? How's everyone doing? Let's make some noise. Come on. Come on. Speaking of Footlong Falls, are you packing tonight, like Nick Falls? It's not that busy, man. Oh, exactly right. <laughs> it's, not it's not that busy, man. It's not that busy. <laughs> Obviously, if you guys are out here. Now, what's going on, man? What's happening? He's got his Eagles pissed shirt. I had one of those, too. You know, it's the Eagles logo, but it says pissed. And they did one for the Phillies, too. It says pissed. They've done one for every franchise in the exactly. city, Tony. Everyone's pissed, okay? I think except, except the Soul. Nobody's ever pissed at the Soul. The best was the red, the, the, with the Red Ball event, right? They had the Soul Cup, the championship cup there. Uh-huh. On a table by itself, no one even walked past it. I think I've seen somebody put like a gum wrapper inside of it. It thought it was like a trash dispenser or something. It was horrible. Are you ripping the Philadelphia Soul yes. multiple championships? It, it doesn't count. There's only four teams in a the league. They cut down the it nets that count. they kick the field goals up against, man. They cut down the nets. That's what they do. And when they win the championship in the uh, AFL, they cut down the nets behind the goalposts. Actually, we were, uh, didn't we meet one of the Soul wide receivers when we went to go see yeah. uh, uh, Frank Caliendo? Yes. He was back there. Saying Those guys are good dudes. Why are you disrespecting guys who are playing hard in the, in the arena football league? It's arena football. Are you going to be ripping the one the... the XFL's coming back, man. Good. 
Philly doesn't have a franchise, though. You notice they got all these teams, but none in Philadelphia. Why do you think that is? Because we got too much other stuff, stuff going on You're right damn now. right we do. So what's going on tonight, man? Now, you were Footlong Falls, but you changed your name, though, right? You're no longer, or you're bringing Footlong Falls back now for the final three games of the year and perhaps playoffs and maybe all the way to the Super Bowl where we will be in Atlanta, Georgia at the end of January. Well, if you remember, it started off as Mike Vick Smoothie. That's right. It was Michael Vick Smoothie. Right. To Footlong Falls. To Footlong Falls. And then they signed Tebow and became Tebow's Pretzel. Tim Tebow's Pretzel. That's what it Span was. Span the gamut, man, of all Eagles. And these are great. Now, did you Span have any other ones as well? <laughs> Span the open it up because they didn't have any Greek players. You just, had that it was after, just after those three. Night, it, but, it, but it was every time you, you didn't actually open a new one. You just changed the... the no, I created a new one. Oh, you created oh, you new did? ones for each one? Because our buddy Joe Rafino, what he does, he just changes it because he's like... Yeah. Ru- First, it was Ruin Tomorrow Junior. That's right. how it started, remember? Joe Rafino's first Twitter handle is Ruined Tomorrow Junior. Then he cha- it's always ruined, and then he changes something else. Now it's Ruined Shoulder Prognos? Yeah, yeah. Now yes. it's Ruined Shoulder in, to, in commemoration of Markel Fultz with See, his situation. You need to take a note from Ruined Tomorrow because of the fact that when you do it that way, you don't lose any of your followers. Yeah, you got to keep the yeah. same. You just switch it up, but keep the same at whatever it is. You know, Ruined, ruined Tomorrow Junior is always Joe Rafino. Right. That's why you have to be, whether you change it from Nick Falls to Footlong Falls to Tim Tebow or to Michael Vick Smoothie, it's always the same account. So you don't have to continue to amass new followers and start from scratch. You know what I mean? I hear you. Like Luigi just changed his to Luigi Curdo 2.0. That's it. Just switch it up to 2.0. Exactly. Then it'll be 3.0. It's like the mock. The mocks just keep coming Does it ever go to past 2.0? Yeah. As soon as I mess up, I have to go to 3.0. <laughs> exactly I don't right. know anybody that's gone 3.0. Do-over. No, is it an upgrade or a do-over? It's an upgrade. It's like a... Update. It's an upgrade. We'll yeah. Just do, yeah, it's update. An update. So are you going back to Footlong Falls now, man? For the perceivable future, yeah. I think I you need have to. to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Nicky Franchise, man. He's yeah. the future. So what do you think about the state of this team now, considering everything that's been going on? And now look, look at the fact that... Sidney Jones looks like he really can't play. Well, he's hurt, but he no, but, but he looks like he really can't. I know. Play. I, I asked a question the other day. Is it is it too early to call him a bust? Yes. And all I did was ask the question, and people were attacking me because everyone, I didn't say he was a bust. I asked people if they think he's a bust because people with biased eyes will always protect their own. But it's a, but no one will be no one will be quick to get, call him a bust because let's give him a chance. Let's give him a chance. He's coming off the he's coming off the ACL injury. He missed the whole year. He can't he can't play. I, I don't seriously. I don't think he's a starting corner in this league. He's too small. I think. He, I think that 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 he's not too hey, small. Hey, I hate too to small. cut he's you guys slight, off, man. He's way too slight. But we have the fabulous Joe. Yeah, we got to get Joe. I'll ask, I'll ask Joe. Th- we'll ask Joe Thiesman if he can play. Exactly. We'll see what he thinks. How about that? We will. Because joining us right now, ladies and gentlemen, great friend from way way back, 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 back in the day, when Chris Berman was at ESPN doing back, 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 and Joe Thiesman and I were there, and uh, he's still down there in Washington D.C. hanging out. Although I don't know if he's going to go to the final Redskin games after what's happened, unfortunately, to that franchise with I the injuries. I think he can still play quarterback better than some of the guys they've been bringing in. They need him now more than ever. Tony. Yes, they do. The great Joe Theismann. How are you, buddy? I'm good. Hi, guys. Uh, and gal. How's everybody doing? Beautiful, Joe. <laughs> and I really appreciate you. I texted you this afternoon, and boom, Joe Theismann gets back to me because he's a great man. Well, you're on my list of whenever Tony calls, I have to come running. So, well, thank you. Know, you're also on that list. Knowing our relationship for all those years and, and m- admiring your work so much and trying to emulate you when I get an opportunity to talk to you, I mean, I got to seize it. Well, thank you, John. 
You really do that well, my friend. Now, Joe, you Nick like Foles though. is back. <laughs> now, the two guys who came into the league in the same year, Kirk Cousins and Nick Foles, remember they were both in the same third round. And what happens? We got Kirk Cousins getting ridiculous crazy money, and God bless him, to leave Washington and go to, like to, like uh, to Minnesota. And now you got Nick Foles ready to come back after being the Super Bowl MVP because Carson Wentz in the final three games. So let me start off with that. Is Carson Wentz, do you think it's a good idea to shut him down if, in fact, he's not going to play any, play any of the last three games and just say, hey, listen, let's just get him fully healthy for next year because chances are we're not going to make the playoffs? Well, I don't think that really factors in. I think, first of all, Carson's health is the most important thing. What's his physical status? If he's physically able to go, I would play him. I don't think he's physically able to go. I don't think Carson has looked uh, 100% most of the year. Uh, I think he's and, – and it takes a while to come back from that injury. And, you know, he was basically rusty, didn't get a lot of work early. And you can't really get up to speed during the season. It just makes it so difficult. And, and for me, I mean, that's why they didn't trade Nick Foles. I mean, let's, get, let's, let's give the Eagles a little bit of credit. Everybody was saying, hey, Nick, move on. Hey, Nick, move on. The Eagles ought to trade you. This is why you kept Nick, Nick Foles around, because you just didn't know what the status of Carson was going to be through the course of this entire season. I, I, you know, but I think putting Nick in, everybody knows him. This is about the time of year he went on fire a year ago. Uh, and, and the defense is starting to play a little bit better football. I mean, you know, you got a couple of games got away from you, but, you know, it's still, I still think, you know, things can happen in the NFC. I think you have to win the NFC East if you're going to make it to the playoffs. I don't see necessarily a wild card coming out of this group. Nope. So, you know, you got a shot at it. Now, when you look at the, uh, the Eagles, obviously their defense is decimated, but Washington, your team down there, they were leading the division. Everything looked great for this team. And then they started getting injuries and injuries that are hard to come over. You know, when your offensive line goes down and you start losing players left and right. The Eagles went through this a lot last year. But then when your quarterback goes down and obviously in a very terrible injury, which you were very familiar with, and it was to the day. That's the crazy thing about watching that, Joe, when, when Alex went down. And I know you commented on it, but it was exactly the same date in history that you had the horrible uh, leg injury occur to you? Oh, the coincidences are incredible. The final score of the game was exactly the same, 23-21. The only difference there was we won it and uh, the Giants lost it. Uh, it was about the same position on the field. Alex had started, I, I played in 166 games. I think I played in 167. Um, heck, I have, a, I have a nephew named Alex Smith who's 33 years old. That's how crazy this thing is. I mean, it's just, you go you down the litany of things that are coincidental in the injury of mine and Alex's. And by the way, he's doing a lot better, just as an FYI, and we're thrilled for that. Um, it's going to be a challenge coming back for him at the age of 34. And, and, you know, so you lose Alex, Colt within a week or two after that. Then you, you bring in, quote-unquote, Mark Sanchez, because there's some coaches on the staff that are familiar with him. Uh, and now you've got Josh Johnson, who basically threw his first passes in the L in the NFL uh, since 2000 and I think 11. And he'll start now against the Jacksonville Jaguars in Jacksonville. Uh, and if I was the Jacksonville Jaguars, I'd be an upset football team because the expectations were great there. And, and so, you know, you've got, um, 
You know, you're starting your fourth quarterback in a row in four different games. You know, the Cowboys, before they drafted Dak Prescott, went through this when Tony got hurt, uh, where they had a bunch of quarterbacks come in. And, you know, the market is thin. Tony, there aren't a lot of quarterbacks out there that are available to come in and help you. This is a great opportunity for Josh Johnson. These next three weeks, uh, he's got some mobility to him, throws the ball okay. He's got a chance to earn himself a spot other than the American Alliance League, which he was scheduled to play in in San Diego. He's got a chance to make an NFL football team based on these next three games. And the interesting thing, Joe, as you mentioned, I mean, Mark Sanchez, you know, he was in the, he's played for three teams in the NFC East. He played, obviously, for the Cowboys, the, the Eagles, and now well, Washington. Well, he didn't play, he dressed. And, and know, so he, he got he to play, and he obviously didn't play much, Joe. But how does Josh Johnson come in, as you mentioned, without any kind of preparation and go out there and actually play pretty good? Well, this is, Tony, this is the whole thing. If it was, and I've been listening to Washington radio for the last couple of days, and everybody wants Jay gone, he, you know, this and that. Mike McCarthy got fired. You know, why not do this? Mike McCarthy had Aaron Rodgers, okay? Um, it, I... We're going to put him top five quarterbacks in the NFL, probably somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, and struggled. And here in Washington, Jay is, like I said, he's on his fourth quarterback in four successive weeks. We were six and three when Alex went down. And, and it was a football team that they have nothing to offer outside. They have no downfield speed. Uh, the running, they have no explosiveness in their offense whatsoever. Their defense was hanging on and hanging on and hanging on and really kept them in games. And now you've lost all, almost all of your offensive line. Trent's still hobbling. Morgan Moses is still hobbling. The interior has been fixed so many different ways. Your wide receivers are down again. Now Josh Dodson may not play. Jordan Reed hurt again. I mean, you know, you just can't count on him. Vernon Davis, heaven, heaven, heaven thank you for him. Uh, he's just been a godsend to this football team because, you know, he's their deep threat. When your tight end is your deep threat, now the Eagles have got a great tight end, but that's not your deep threat. You know, I think the Eagles' wide receiving core is, 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 you know, I think it's as tough as anybody in the NFL. You've terrific tight end. You've got Alshon outside. You've got Speed on the other side. I mean, you've got things to do uh, with the Redskins. Man, there's nowhere to turn. Six of the offensive linemen had all-season surgery this past year. You know, now there's going to be guys that, that, are, that are on IR. They're not, I don't think they're going to come back. The Redskins are going to be an entirely different look football team in 2019. And I have no idea what it's going to look like. But I guarantee it will be different. And, you know, and, and from Jay's perspective, and, and this is the point I want to make, you had Alex go all through the OTAs, many camps, training camps. You had Colt that's been in the system for about four years. Now, all of a sudden, Colt has to get, practice during the 11 days that they had getting ready for the Philadelphia game. Mark Sanchez got none. So now Mark has to go play. Now Mark doesn't play well. Josh Johnson gets very little. I mean, you basically have quarterbacks going after five days of practice and expected to start and do well. And I thought the Giants last week did exactly what they had to do to Mark. Just blitz the living daylights out of him. Make him get the ball out of his head. Because he Truthfully, he has no idea what he's doing. And it's not his fault. He just doesn't have any familiarity with the system. Now, in the case of Philadelphia, Tone, you take a look at Nick. You, can, you, can't, you can't all of a sudden say Nick Foles is stepping in for Carson Wentz. Let's go after him. Can't do that. Because he's been there. He's done it. And, and, you know, he's played well. 
I mean, he didn't play lights out. I mean, the Super Bowl was a great game. If you really stop and think about Nick Foles last year, it's somewhat similar to what Doug Williams went through when he took over for Jay Schrader. Doug played the latter part of the season, didn't play that well in the playoffs, but had the game of his life, actually the quarter of his life, in the Super Bowl. Very similar scenario for Nick. You know, it's the right game to play kind of football so that it's a special moment in your life. Talking with Joe Theismann about the quarterback situation in the NFL, and obviously Dak Prescott and the Cowboys. And by the way, Kirk wasn't going to be a, a Washington Redskin. He was moving on. I mean, you know, I mean, he was supposed to be the guy in Minnesota that was the missing piece to that puzzle. But you can't keep changing offensive coordinators and expect to have any consistency. It's the same thing with changing head coaches or quarterbacks. There are certain positions you just can't keep shuffling the deck and expect it to look the same. It's a, it's a player's game, but you have to have the players in the right kind of situations to be able to do the things you want to do. But, Joe, when you look at Minnesota, and obviously last year, Case Keenum, they went to the NFC Championship game, and then they felt compelled to upgrade and I like Kirk Cousins, and I, we've talked about Kirk Cousins many times over the years. Would they have been better off just keeping Case Keenum there and not bringing in Kirk Cousins? You know, is it the player or is it the, the, you know, the system? You know, you fire your offensive coordinator. You know, John DeFilippo has been, is out now. Um, you know, I, I, think, I, think the system, I think the coaching change makes a difference. I'm not sure if they'd have, they, they might be exactly the same football team. They were led by their defense last year. Let's face it. A miracle play, a miracle play against New Orleans gets them where they want. You know, we shouldn't be surprised at where New Orleans is, Tony, because they were this good a year with them. Yep. And now I think they're even a little bit better. So, you know, it took a miracle play for them not to advance in the playoffs. So that's something people forget. Uh, I think in Kirk's play, case, he, he's – He's a rhythm quarterback. He needs, he's a lot like Drew in this regard. He needs to see it, set it, and throw it. You let him hold on to the ball for a while. You make him hold it. Make him move around. He's not that effective. You know, I mean, he's, he's not the tallest guy in the world. So he's got to, he has to get the ball out of his hands in rhythm, in time. And people have sort of pushed the pocket to him just like they did with Drew. The Cowboys did it to Drew. Push the pocket in his face, make it difficult for him to feel comfortable. You know, they're two very similar types of quarterbacks in that regard. Joe Theismann, then. Last thing is, of course, Dak Prescott. I mean, the Eagles, the defense was shredded by the Cowboys last week, yet they were still in the game in the second quarter because their defensive front seven played great, despite the fact that their corners were struggling and they were picking on their corners. And, and, but Dak turns the ball over a lot, too. He, he fumbles the ball when he gets hit. And then, of course, they had the, uh, the opening fumble that was not ruled a fumble. I'm not saying the Eagles should have won the game, but they were in that game, even though most people thought they were going to get blown out. And then, of course, they were wiped out in that, over, in that overtime when they got the ball and basically consumed the entire overtime period before they punched it in against a totally gassed right. Eagle defense. And, and, and un- again, an unbelievable play by Amari Cooper. Unbelievable play. Yep. You know, he's made a difference in their football. It's interesting, Tony. It's a team game, right? We talk about football's a team game. But you add one key player, and all of a sudden the Dallas Cowboys are a different football team with Amari Cooper at wide receiver. 
But their defense, Joe, their deep Dallas's defense to me is, is, is the most underrated in football because their secondary used to be terrible. All those guys are gone. They got a whole, their secondary, their linebacking core right now, and this kid, this Dutch kid, is really, really good, man. Yep. The Van Esch. I mean, he Couldn't could be the best middle more. linebacker in football right now. Couldn't agree with you more. I think that, you know, their defense has made a world of difference. You know, Dak missed, heck, in the last two weeks, he's missed probably four downfield throws that should have been touchdowns. And he put the ball on the ground. But you know what? He comes up with plays yep. at a time when his team needs it. And that's, that's the difference. You know, you, you, you put the ball on the ground. Now, now he's got a defense to bail him out. But now you get into a situation where he has to make a play with his legs. He's going to scramble around. He's a little bit like Patrick Mahomes in that regard. You know, Patrick gets away with some stuff right now where we go, ooh, wow, look at that. Sooner or later, it's going to jump up and bite you. It's, it's a fundamental game where fundamental things make a difference. Uh, it looks good. It's exciting. It's wow kind of football. But you can't make a habit out of it. You have to be a little more patient, a little more consistent, a little more protective of the football. And you're right. You know, Dak gets people around him, the ball goes on the ground. Uh, sometimes he makes a throw, it's a head scratcher. Uh, and then on the other side of it, he'll put a drive together and go, this is the kind of football player he can be. But you know what? It, think of Dak's career, as short as it is. That's who he is. He's a, he's a guy who can make a mistake, but he also possesses the ability to be able to make plays with his legs or possibly with his arms. And like I said, now against the Redskins, you know, on, on Thanksgiving Day against the Redskins, as bad a football team as that was, they give up a 50-yarder and a 90-yarder because they don't tackle. And, and you know, I, it's, it's to me, I call it a Josh Norman virus. Everybody wants to wrap one arm around the, the, the wide receiver and then try and punch the ball out instead of just tackling. Yep. That's, that's been a problem with the Redskins. They don't try and tackle people. They try and grab them with one arm and see if they can punch the ball out, yep. which Josh has done very, very well for a long time. But he's the only one that can do it. Everybody else ought to use, you know, use both arms. What a novel idea. Use <laughs> both arms and a shoulder to tackle somebody. It's a bold wow, strategy. maybe they'll even get to the ground. You know, the interesting thing to me, Joe, is Adrian Peterson was probably the best signing of any team as, as far as a free agent is concerned, and the guy's been unbelievable. Yeah. Yet despite his greatness, the, the Washington Redskins, because of everything else around them, and we all talk about it, you need to run the football this time of the year. That's why Seattle looks good. You know, that's why the Cowboys are good. Even the Giants now are playing a lot better because they're pounding the football yeah. and controlling the clock. And Adrian Peterson was, has been phenomenal. I mean, he has to be comeback player of the year, does he not? Andrew Luck probably. Absolutely, absolutely. Although Again, Andrew Luck's there, too. Yeah, Andrew Luck's going to be tough to beat. He had, he had a 90-yard run. Right, he had the 90-yard run against the Giants. He didn't crack 100 yards, I don't think, in that game. Yeah, that's, because they didn't give him the ball in the second half. <laughs> no, I actually, th I think well, he had about 10 carries for 98 yards. I think it was because they because they were down so much. But it yeah. was that one big run, and after that, he, he literally that did nothing. I, I mean, that was it. So if you take away the one big run, he had nine carries for what eight yards? Yeah. They, they weren't going to. They weren't going to let the Redskins. And and that's just smart football. When you've got quarterbacks that are unfamiliar with everything, I mean, I mean the system, the cadence, uh, calling the plays, the players on the field. I mean, you know, I think Josh had to Google the team to figure out who he was on the field with, or, or Facebook it, or something. He had to look people up. 
because he didn't know anybody. Um, it's it's a it's a tough road ahead for him. I mean, but you know, Jacksonville struggled, and if the Redskins defense plays well, they got a chance. And, you know, everybody keeps saying they're a half game out of uh, you know out of a possible playoff spot. And I'm thinking, you know, we all want to feel optimistic, but you've got the Jaguars, the Titans, and then the Eagles. And um, I think there's a lot at stake in every one of these football games. So it'll be interesting. I think that you know, Nick coming back for the Eagles has got them in a good state. I think the Giants are capable of ruining some people's playoff runs. We've seen that. You know, Saquon's unbelievable. Yep. I, you know, I know when, when Saquon was taken number one by the Giants, everybody in, in the NFC East went, oh, darn. Why wouldn't they have taken Baker? And just, you know, instead of having such a terrific young running back in this division. And I think that's the next thing that the Eagles are going to look for is that you know, you, you've got your wide receiving core pretty set. I think the next thing they want to do is find, you know, that next explosive back that gives Doug the, the compliment for what they want on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, and the Josh Adams signing was a good one. Good kid out of Notre Dame, free agent, and Great he's played kid. well Notre in Dame the opportunities kid. that he had. Un- unbelievable, unbelievable senior year he had last year at Notre Dame. I mean, you know, he would, he would, he's, he's niftier than you think because of his size. And I think he'll just become a, you know, again, staying healthy is the key, but I think the more carries he gets, uh, the more lathered up he gets and the better he gets. But again, we look, we look back and it, it's, we're just mentioning this because of the running backs and Josh Adams, but you look back now and you look at the Eagles signing, I mean, the Eagles drafting Sidney Jones in the second round. I mean, how much better would it look with a Joe Mixon or Dalvin Cook here not having to look for that running back in the future, having him sitting there right there waiting to be I don't drafted? Think you would, see, I don't think you would have taken a, uh, Joe Mixon. I mean, you know, there was – because of everything that was, you know, the situation he came out of school with. I get that. Uh, you know, Cincinnati, Cincinnati was sort of the place you figure he might wind up because they take chances on guys. Pac-Man Jones went there. You know, Burfick has had his issues. I mean, you've got players that have been, you know, somewhat question marks on that football team. So it made sense going, but I still think, I still think the Eagles would have passed on him at that point. Um, and you, you don't know, again, you, as the year goes on, it's a long season. People don't realize 16 football games is a long time. They don't practice in the off season anymore. I think a lot of the reason why guys get hurt is because they're not used to getting hit. The, you know, you can't, you can't be at the facility to practice in January in February in March and most of April. Now, people don't realize with this collective bargaining agreement, players don't really get a chance to work on their profession with the coaches to learn the systems. You know, I, I think this collective bargaining agreement has done a great disservice, not only to the fans because of the quality of the product, but to the players not having an opportunity to be able to work on your trade. Now, how would you, how would you like to be somebody joining a football team and you can't meet with the coach for three and a half months. You get the playbook as a quarterback the same day that everybody else gets the playbook. No, I, I mean it's it it, it, it's, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, I, I'm some you know I've always tried to maintain a degree of common sense when I look at things, no matter what aspect of life it is. And this one doesn't really fit into the common sense category. The great Joe Theismann. I still call him Joe Theismann. Because that's how far back I go. Because <laughs> the movie then. <laughs> I just feel bad for him. He's looking for common sense. He's on the wrong show. That's exactly <laughs> yeah. it. Joe, it's always great to talk to you, man. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And great to talk. We'll see you in Atlanta, I hope, right? 
Absolutely. I'll see you there. I look forward to it. Everybody have a wonderful holiday. You too. you too. Thank you. There he is, Joe Theismann, ladies and gentlemen. Let's give him a warm round of applause. Great. A man who's been on hold listening, a man who is learning from listening to Joe Theismann. And he's learning because he's really good at what he does. I remember back when, when he was just a young whippersnapper producing our radio show with me and Harry Mays at 97.5 The Fanatic. Now he's exploded onto the scene and is ESPN's Philadelphia-based NFL guru. The great T-Max, as Jose would call him. T-Max. Tim McManus. What up, T-Max? What up, Tony B? I could listen to you and Thiesman talk shop all day, brother. No, I love it. I, when Joe, Joe and I used to do stuff. When I was on terrestrial radio where we had to take breaks, and we wouldn't stop talking. You know, now on a podcast where I don't have to hit any breaks, I, you know, I'll go 25, 30 minutes and not even realize you're talking for that long, you know? It's a beautiful thing. You all right now? Everything all right, Tim? Because, Tim, you're doing a great job, by the way. I'm proud of you. Man. I had nothing to do with your success, so I don't want to make people think that I'm claiming you as one of my successful protégés, but we saw you back then and said, listen, this guy's good. And then you and Kevin McAlpin and a lot of guys that work together have all moved on with your careers and doing great. Kevin's down there in Atlanta involved with the Braves. You're at ESPN doing this NFL stuff. I'm really, I'm really proud of you, man. Thank you. Are you kidding me, man? You, I hope you claim me as, as one of yours. I mean, I learned so much from working with you guys, and I always say that you know, the funnest time I've ever had in my professional career was the, uh, the time that I was, I was working with, uh, with UNH. So um, really fond memories for me, and thank you very much for the kind words. Now, Tim, I don't know if, if you have encountered this, but in the 10 years that I've been working with Tony, I am continuously amazed at how many people look to Tony as having affected their career somehow or another. A lot of it's bad, but I'm saying some of the people actually have gone moved on to good things. But you're, but you're making an impact, which is the important It's shocking. Like, it continue, no, yeah, like, yeah, just I, when I, I thought learned, I knew them I all. so much. How could you not from the Godfather? Well, thank you, Tim. Let's get on to more important stuff. Enough about me. Let me tell you something about me. I'm not going crazy like the rest of the Philadelphia media and talk show hosts about Carson Wentz's, you know, they, they can't give him a max deal now. they got to move on. He's injury-prone and all this other stuff. He, I mean, you know, you grew up in this area. Does this surprise you that a year after winning a Super Bowl, it's time for Doug Peterson to go and Carson Wentz, they've got to move on from him because he's hurt? Well, one thing I was curious about is whether a Super Bowl championship would make the city a little softer uh, on their sports teams. And, I, and we've gotten that answer really quick. Yes. And I'm actually kind of happy in, in one respect, you know, I mean, because you don't want the, the city to lose its edge. But at the same time, it is kind of striking. And I, and I think it's striking the people inside the building, too, uh, just the way that, you know, anger has kind of set in very quickly uh, when there was a disappointing season following a Super Bowl season. Uh, but I'm totally with you. I mean, I, I think that. You know, we have to have proper perspective when it comes to somebody like Wentz. Uh, it's not time to, you know, call it when it comes to this QB. I mean, he still has an incredibly bright future. He's coming off of a serious knee injury. Now he's dealing with some back spasms, but I think we need to, to slow our roll when it comes to anything further than that. I try to tell that to Luigi all the time, another young fellow who's learning the ropes here as we go along, but slow your roll is a good one. Or pump the, Are we using pump the brakes anymore, or is that like, like so two years ago? 
I think that's still in. Uh, I'm pretty sure. At least I'm using that for whatever it's worth. Slow your roll is <laughs> much better. But I could be better. outdated as well. Do you say pump the brakes or slow your roll now? What would I don't you say? say any of that stuff, man. You don't? No. None oh, of that stuff. See, he's not into those uh, stupid catchphrases. No. Just the ones we use on this show. No, the only one, the only one I love, my favorite one, and I, had to, I almost had to give it to Joe Thiesman there, was, hey, Joe, listen, we're up against it, so I got to let you. We had Tim holding for about 10 minutes over I here. I know. I'm sorry, Tim. But I got rolling there. <laughs> it's you all know. good. Well, you know, your kids, you, now, you, now you, you, how, many, you, how many children do you have now? I have three kids. Three yeah, kids. I, so you're I putting the kids daughters. to sleep? God, yep, I remember when you had no boy. kids. I know, man. I've been, I've been busy. Man. You know what I'm saying? Well, you did not listen to, to Rick Sutcliffe when he said, It's not that busy. It's about damn time. No, he didn't say it's that. It's not that busy, man. It's not that, you know, it's not that busy, man. It's Tony, I actually did. It was, it was because of Tim that I sort of had this little weird moment today um, because he was talking about I can come on at, after 8.30 because I'm putting the kids to bed. And I was like, I did the same thing as you. I'm like, kids? Plural? Wait, what I didn't happened? know if you... I thought you had two. I didn't know you had three. But the thing that's weird... Yeah, we have a... We have an 18-month-old daughter now as well. So I wow. got a, six, a six-year-old, a three-year-old, and a, a 19-month-old. Very, very blessed. That is so bizarre. It's so weird. When you reach a certain age and there's other people that you've known for a while and your life doesn't really have these major impactful moments anymore, it's, it's just sort of the same thing year after year. But people of your age, you know, you're getting married, you're having kids. It's like these major milestones. And when you haven't talked to somebody for a while and you do again, it's like, wait a minute, what? What happened? When did this happen? Life's happening. That's what it yeah, is. Life I know. is always it's happening. Crazy. Life comes at you fast, man. The great Tim McManus, sure ESPN. Does. And uh, Tim, you've been all over now. You're going to go to L.A., I'm assuming, this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, uh, you know, we were going into this week thinking it was going to be Carson Wentz uh, returning to the scene of the crime and going up against Jared Goff and kind of doing his uh, complete full circle coming back from his injury and uh, it's kind of weird and that's a, that's the weird that's the word that uh, Zach Ertz used today the fact that you know it's going to be Nick Foles more than likely on the field again and that's kind of where his journey started last year at this time um, you know and went on that wild run and then it's kind of starting all over again it's kind of bizarre. It is, but now it, because it hasn't really been made official, but there's no way Carson's playing because today was the first day of practice on Wednesday. Wentz was not out there, so it's safe to assume that Nick Foles is taking all the first-team reps and he's going to start in Los Angeles. But the question is, does it matter what happens in this game to determine whether or not Carson plays the final two games after that? Or do you think they pretty much have shut him down for the year and said, you know what, we're not going to take any chances. Let this guy have another full offseason to heal up. I don't think it's so much what happens on the field on Sunday as it is uh, what the results of the tests are. So he was going in today for some, some tests to kind of get some clarity on exactly what was going on with the back issue. And if there was nothing that came back, I think there would be a pretty good chance that Wentz would push to get back, on the practice, uh, back onto the playing field this year. We know how hard he worked to get back. He's wired that way. He's a competitor. So as if he can uh, get on the field, he's certainly going to try to push for that. But if but if something comes back from the test that says ah oh, this is a little bit off, that's the point where I think they shut him down. But definitely the players today being in the locker room were anticipating that Foles was going to be under center at least for this week. I think that their brains have kind of already switched to that where they didn't get definitive word that it was definitely going to be Foles. 
uh, you could tell that they were sort of uh, throwing their arms around him. They were embracing the, the fact that it was probably going to be him. So in their minds, it seemed like they were turning the page, at least for this week, from Carson Wentz to Nick Falls. And the interesting thing about the, 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 the Wentz situation is, you know, there were times this year where obviously this team struggled, but there were also games where, where it was like even the national television guys who all do the games on Fox or, or CBS, mostly on Fox, were saying, wow, looks like hard. nobody's talking about his inability to run anymore. Look at him. He look at the throw of the ball sideways, and he's making unbelievable throws across his body. So there was a while there where the Eagles, even when they were blowing games because of the defensive secondary issues and all the injuries, Carson looked like he was healthy, but then the last couple of games, even the one they won against the Giants, and especially the, the last two games, where you could tell he, he looked tentative, and that the calls by, by Doug down at the goal line, at, at the one-yard line, where he just basically handed off instead of rolling out and doing what he used to do, do you think that was physical? Was it, was it Doug Peterson not having confidence? Was he worried about his physical uh, situation, or was it just inexplicable play calling because that's a play where Carson Wentz rolls out and has multiple options as opposed to just handing it off at the one yard line on a fourth down to try to get a touchdown. Yeah, I would say that, that things make a little bit more sense now uh, because there have been those games that you mentioned where he would look really good and then there were some where he just didn't look like his old self. He wasn't really using his athleticism. Throws that he normally makes were, were off point. You're trying to make sense of it all. Like what, you know, what's going on? Uh, but what we do know is there were consecutive Wednesdays in late October where Wentz was put on the injury report with a back issue and was listed as a limited participant. So we know that this is something that has been going on uh, for at least, you know, a couple months, essentially. And I think that if, you, if you're thinking about a, a quarterback that is coming back off that major injury that is dealing with kind of on and off back issues, then, then maybe the, the dips and rises in his play, you know, you can, you can point to the back and say, well, maybe that's factored into it. So, I, you know, I think they go into the season thinking we're not going to put – Wentz in too many crazy spots. I think that's why he's not doing as many uh, sneaks as an example and isn't, you know, um, getting thrown into the fire as much physically. But you add the fact that he's been dealing with a bit of a back issue, and I think the, the picture becomes more complete. The great T-Max. We always will call you T-Max in tribute to the great Jose from Norristown, who I believe was the first person to call <laughs> you T-Max, was he not? I believe that's right. I think that's absolutely right. The great Tim McMahon is getting ready to head out to Los Angeles and leave three young children at home while he goes out and watches the Eagles hopefully not get boat raced out at the Coliseum. They're now 11-point underdogs, Tim. Is there anybody on the pla planet, 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 planet surface who thinks the Eagles can win this game at uh, Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum? I'll tell you, there, there's people in the, in the locker room today, Tony, that were starting to daydream a little bit. Like I was, I was sitting next to one person's locker and he said, you watch, like, you know, Foles is back in there and we're going to do the same thing that we did last year. Like they're, they're not the, you know, people on the outside aren't the only ones making that connection. Like here comes Foles and it's, it's at the Coliseum again and they're underdogs again. And, and can they make some magic happen now? This is a much different team. They're six and seven instead of ten and two, and and they're not firing in all cylinders, and they're going up against the Rams, and then after that they have to take on the Texans, and obviously the odds are, are really stacked against them. But there is some belief internally, uh, for whatever it's worth. I mean, I, you know, there there is some some belief within themselves that maybe they can uh, kind of pull something out uh, against all odds again. 
You have smoked yourself retarded. No, come on now. That's uh, Luigi playing. The one thing is for sure, though. One, remember the old line, well, you know, if the Eagles ever win a Super Bowl, nobody will ever have to buy a drink again in this town. I believe that's uh, expired now. Unless think, about two minutes, man. You think Doug Peterson now, any bar he walks into, gets offered free chinks all the time after winning a Super Bowl? That's how, that's how this town has proven that they don't just accept one Super Bowl and just move on and wait another 40 years for another one. It's unbelievable, man, because, you know, I don't think Doug Peterson's going anywhere, and Carson Wentz, they're going to have to max him out, are they not? Yeah, yeah, I would think so. I mean, there people will start making the case. Well, he's he's uh, been injured, and he's he had the the knee, and he had the ribs before that. And now he's got the back, so maybe you should be cautious. But I think that you know the Eagles will have really no choice. Uh, they believe in him, and if you are going to sign somebody like that, it, it ain't going to be cheap, man. I mean, it's it's going to be yeah, it's going to be about as max as you can get, I would think. Well, it's not going to be a uh, Kirk Cousins eighty-four million all guaranteed deal. I would think there may be more money, but it the, won't be all guaranteed, right? Max. Uh, yeah, I, I would think probably not. Uh, that was a little bit of a unique situation, but it's going to be. I mean, that those are kind of deals that sort of set the market at the same time. I mean, if yep. Kirk Cousins is getting X, shouldn't Wentz be, you know, whatever percentage above that? I mean, that's certainly what his agent's going to say. That's that's what makes sense. And if you you look at the salary cap, it's going up another pretty large percentage. That news just came out today. So yeah. He's, He's going to be getting paid pretty well. Last question, Tim. I know you got to go. Are you following Footlong Foles on Twitter? That's what the question of the night. Nah, I, I think I need to be, though. Absolutely. You, you actually probably remember him um, under his original moniker, which was... Mike Vick Smoothie. He went from Mike Vick oh, yes. Smoothie to Footlong Foles. Well, Tebow's No, to Tebow, no. Was it football? That was Tebow's pretzel. Just follow the quarterback bouncing ball. Yeah, and that was Tebow's pretzel, and now he's back to footlong falls, which I think we should be because it's all on Nick now. Has his tweet game gotten better since he's gone over to footlong falls? It better. That's still limp. I mean, he may be. I think. I think he's. I think he's playing at a. I think he's tweeting at a six and seven type season right now. Last year he was eleven and two. This year he's six and seven, limping down the stretch. It's been a tough year for all of us. It really has. It's been a rough year for everybody, except the great T Mac Tim McManus. Tim, happy for you, man. Congrats on all the success and the family. That's awesome, man. Hopefully we'll get. Are you? Um, you going to Atlanta? Are you going to be going to Atlanta even though the Eagles might not be there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely would have been going if uh, if the Eagles had made it. I'll have to, to check and see if uh, the mothership is still sending me. But I would love to catch up with you guys, whether it's there or, you know, somewhere locally. I haven't seen you guys in a while. I miss you. And, uh, you know, it's really good to talk to you tonight. I hope we catch up soon. All right. Thank you, Tim, man. Appreciate the time tonight. Thanks, buddy. Let's give him a roaring round All of applause. Right, the great team match. Tim McManus, ladies and gentlemen. Killing it at ESPN. Crushing it. He is crushing it. He's crushing it. He's not slow in his role, though, it's with the kids. He's got three kids, man. man. Got to take care of them young boys, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> his young suit boys. game's got a little better, though. Oh, yeah, no. His he's suit game's got a little better. Very strong. Very I'm sure, strong. I, not Domenico's suits, though. No. That's, that's what I can't wait to get Atlanta for, because I can't wait to get all decked out. Oh, no, by the we're way. We're not bringing, like, three suits this year, are we? Three. I'm getting outfitted for the whole nine days, man. Are you kidding Come me? Come on, man. Except this time, can you get some pants that are a little bit larger no, those, so that you can no, breathe? Those one, so I trusted Michael to outfit me for the whole thing, right? Yep. Like he had all my measurements, but then he sends me the double-breasted when we went to go yes. see um, Morris Day. He sends yep. me this double-breasted, fantastic tux jacket. 
and the pants. These pants were painted on. Yes, everything they were. else fit, fit, you fitted great. You could not breathe, and it was funny because you had them on earlier in the day when we were still on oh, Radio Row. Best ass on Radio Row, man. And I'm you telling. could not even. Sit I couldn't down. even sit down. Tony, what's the matter with you? I'm like, I can't sit down in these pants, Tony. <laughs> Luigi wanted to go see Morris Day and the time, and then he realized they were outside, and it was like Nobody 20 below zero. That, though. It, that was you know, not his fault. Minus 21 degrees and satin shoes. It's freezing, bro. I mean, Morris Day is like. 80 years old, and he's out there in a the freezing cold he in Minnesota. amazing. No, he does look amazing, so but I felt bad for up. those guys, because everybody know. thought the concert was going to be inside. Which it should have been. In the arena where they had the media night. Yeah. But they were outside in a freezing cold. It was crazy, and it, they should have all been inside. Everybody there was freezing cold out there. I don't think there were many people. I think they had to pay people to go stand in front of the stage to make it look like there was people out there. I think Kirk Cousins was out there. He was out there. We know what he said? You like that? Like that. Hell no, I'm freezing my chops off. That's he hasn't been saying that this, this year in Minnesota, no, absolutely that's for sure. not. Last thing I wanted to mention, this is going to be a big outrage. It'll be in the news tomorrow. You got something Because I look for these kinds of stories. They find you more often, though. This is the texting and taxing story. Did you see ah, the latest from California? Yes. The state of California is now proposing to charge a new fee on your cell phone bill for texting. That's right. Texting. We're talking about texting, texting man. man. Texting. Not a call. And it's not going to be not a tweet. text because some people say, would be bankrupt. Yes. Like if Luigi lived there, he would be just, it would be oh, wiped it out would be. immediately. But they're gonna I'm not going to get into what you guys do at home, all right? But let's just. What do I do at home? I sit and watch Science Channel. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You didn't even make it downstairs yesterday. You were up in a chair on Twitter all day. No, I was not on Twitter. I was getting ready for the show. And then at one time, you were a closet, like a video game slot machine junkie. Remember that? No, but he hasn't done that. To be fair, I haven't been on. I haven't played a video slot in three years. But do you remember that though? Oh yeah. He was like under the covers in bed. Tony, what are you doing? I'm sleeping. (laughs) (laughs) No, that was that was three years ago. No, I have not played any online video games. I love how this changes. Like all, it was last year, and all of a sudden it's three years ago. No, it wasn't. It was one year. Year, Tony, it was one year you because were you were doing it was, bullshit. You Listen, were man, hooked last year. The first step is admitting you have a problem. When I'm watching step. a movie or a TV show, I put my damn phone down. Yes. No, yes, here's, here's I focus on what I'm doing. Here's Tony Bruno watching TV. When I'm no. watching a game, no. When I'm watching a game because I can hear and see the game. Yes. When I'm watching like Mysteries of the Abandoned on Science Channel, he, he's the damn TV's watching. going down, man. <laughs> I have going to, down. <laughs> the phone's going down. Not me, though. I'm, I'm Robin's multi- the worst on the phone. Uh, I'm multi I can't watch a show. How now can you watch a TV show and be on your phone at the same time? on her time? tablet. Most I don't of the time know. Playing that little game. Yeah, I'm because the game I can do like in the back of my head and I can watch the show. But in I the front can't of my do head. that. On a football a Sunday, I don't even text during the Eagles games anymore. No. I don't even tweet. You don't even look at your phone half the time, though. That's yeah. right. So how can you say I'm on the phone all the time? I'm not. You never said you were on your phone. So during you the day, I get all the. I get ready for the show. on. You start on Sunday night. I start on See, Monday and Tuesday. See, this all started because in California, they're going. They're proposing to text your... Tax, I mean, to tax you for text. texting. I'm a man. I'm 40. And here's the best part. You know why they want to charge people more for taxing? For texting? Because they're going to take that money and then allow people who are broke, who already have phones that are worth like $1,000, while I have a crappy... A knockoff phone. Well, your phone caught on fire. You had to get something really quick. I so got it. Well, it's not a crappy phone. It's a no, Samsung. it's actually phone. a really good phone. It's a nice Samsung, but it's not the S7. It's the J7. You know, which is like a... But it works. That's all I need. It's not a 7 But, but they're going to start hard. taxing people for texting in California so that, so that you pay for other people else's. who supposedly can't afford a phone. That's now, an I, don't, I haven't seen anybody who's 
what you would call low income who doesn't have a phone. Have you seen anybody? That's not how it works. I've seen it's homeless people with phones. Works. I see four-year-old kids <laughs> with phones. Seriously, yeah. I got the guys at Wawa. I'm Venmoing money. I don't have to go in my pocket anymore. I just give them a Venmo on the way out. I'm all for helping underprivileged people. I try to do as much as I can to help those who aren't uh, doing well. But poor does, like not, Luigi. Luigi. Yeah, poor does not mean nah. the same thing exactly. in this day and age as it used to. When you're low income, you get benefits that other people don't. And I'm not saying I want benefits. The only thing I collect is Social Security because I paid into it all my life. And I want my damn money back. You're, you're owed. That's my damn money. Owed. I'm sorry, but that, that is bullshit. It's my money, and I There's want only it thing, now. What, As Michael A. Perugia says, California, that's bullshit. It is bullshit, but I'll tell you one thing that's even worse. Give it What's to that? me. That California and the Philadelphia soda tax. It's the Phoenix, Arizona airport surcharges. Yeah, you were talking about this. I was on my way out to go do... Anybody who goes to Arizona and rents a car, and this has been going on for years. Oh, yeah. They charge you all these taxes, and one of the taxes on there is called the stadium taxes. Correct. So everybody who rents a car in Arizona is basically paying for all the sports uh, facilities they have there. And everybody's got their own team. The hockey team's got their building. The basketball team's got their building. In a crappy sports town like Phoenix where nobody cares about anything. So they got their own baseball stadium, their own football stadium, their own hockey stadium, and their own basketball stadium. And it started years and years and years ago for the stadium taxes. And now if you rent a car from the airport, there is an additional tax on top of all those for their I'll give you an example. I rented a car in Arizona once. And I got a $10 a day rate on a car That's for awesome. 10 days. Which is awesome. Right? So the total car rental not, bill. Not on airport property, though. You had to go away from the airport. To no, I'm talking about, rate. no, this was airport property. Yes. And it was $10 a day, the rate. The actual amount of the rental was $89 because I got a break because it was more than a week. The actual taxes on an $89 rental were $92. That's amazing. It was $92 for the taxes. $82 for the rental. So, so basically, it costs more to pay the taxes on a rental car than the actual right. rental. It costs you $171, but the, but the It's total- like the Philadelphia soda tax. I'm in yes. Acme the other day, and they had a sale on Canada Dry drinks, right? Canada Dry ginger ale, because it's the holidays, and it was $0.88 cents for a two-liter bottle. I don't buy soda That's anymore. a hell of a deal. $0.88. Cents. But then on, I, have, I have a picture. I took a picture of it. $0.88 cents for the soda. But wait, there's more. You know what the soda tax is on an 88 cents two liter bottle of soda? 57 cents. A dollar two. What? So it is a dollar 89 for an 88 cents bottle of soda because of the Philadelphia soda tax. See, now that's not even like highway robbery. That's just, that's flat out rape. It is. It's rape. It's, it's exactly what's rape, is what it is. You walk Extortion. into a store and you say, wow, 88 cents. You know, back in the day when it was a dollar for a big bottle of soda, everybody's like, wow, that's a great deal, right? right? Now they got it on sale for 88 cents. You used to be able to get a 99 cent three liter. Remember that? The three liter, the big boy? You used to be able to get that for 99 cents. I think we have tape of Luigi downing one of those. Did, man. 88 cents and a dollar two soda tax. That's incredible. On the ounces in the soda. That's sick. It is an outrage. It's beyond an outrage. It is criminal. People should be going to jail with Michael Cohen for three years for that. Somebody should be busting bricks in Attica. For that. Now, and, and for, Add a car. Add a car. For our purposes, it wouldn't be so bad because we don't really drink soda. No. But it's just anything that has sugar in it. Or even things that do not have sugar in it that are sugar-free. Yes. But if you they, buy a sugar-free drink, 
They're going to tax it. Well, there's, there's got to be something sweet in there. Let's tax it. Yeah, they tax the saccharin just as much as they do the, the sugar-free or the, the sugar stuff. It's an outrage. <laughs> I'm going to post this picture to prove it to people at Acme. 88 cents for a two-liter bottle, a dollar two for the tax. That's as bad as the Arizona rental car tax. It's and it's criminal. on juice. It, it, Jack O'Donnell was just asking. He's like, Jack in the back. Is it on juice? Yes, it's on juice. Anything. Anything. Anything that is drinkable and has the, it even looks like it has sugar in it. What so anything that's flavored, pretty much. I'm going to post this picture. People think I'm thing, bullshitting. The only thing that doesn't have the sugar tax is just plain old water. They'll find a way to tax. No, like vitamin water has a tax on it. That's what I'm saying. It. Anything Even Sky Energy has, has taxes. Sky Energy has taxes. And there's no sugar in here. It's got two freaking calories in it. Let me see how much sugar's in here. Zero. Zero. Zero grams of sugar, but they will tax this son of a bitch in Philadelphia right now. It's an outrage. It's ridiculous. I it's, think we should do what they're doing in Paris. It's a I think we should go down Broad Street wearing yellow vests and overturning Porsches. Well, nobody has a, nobody Porsche, has a Porsche on Broad, on Broad Street. Street. Nobody's that stupid to have a Porsche on Broad Street. You kidding me? Ladies and gentlemen, I do believe that we are going into overtime. And overtime was brought to you by the fabulous Switchboard Live. Yes, it is. And uh, you know what we'll they do, do at live. Switchboard Live? What do they do, Tony? They do it live. <laughs> we'll do it live. Yeah. And we'll the, do it live. Just like in the uh, the Ghostbusters movie, we don't cross the streams. We send out one stream, and they send out four nice, clean, pretty ones to mm -hmm. um, Facebook Live. You can have ten cameras. We have yeah, a yeah. we have a four camera shoot tonight. We have uh, a three, three camera. We shoot. have a three camera shoot. Three camera can, shoot tonight. I can add as many cameras as I want. Exactly. It doesn't we can matter. do POV. We can do. Uh, Reverse uh, cowgirls. We can, anything we want to do, <laughs> we can get that on. Uh, Again, Tony, that is for the Tony Bruno show after show. That is the after dark. Bruno yes. after dark. Sort of like uh, Big Brother after dark. Big Brother after dark, yeah. But um, <laughs> so we're on Facebook Live, on Periscope crap, Live, on YouTube Live, and on Twitch. And whichever you prefer and is easier for you, please watch us live. And if you've missed any parts of the show, you can then listen to the Lucky audio person. stream yes. per, uh, podcast immediately. Well, not immediately. A few hours later uh, via your favorite, favorite podcasting app, whether that be iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, whatever. But I have it's an update there here. or there or out there somewhere. I got an update. I was wrong. The tax, the beverage tax and surcharge was a dollar one. Oh, a dollar one. So the 88 cents everyday price for a Canada Dry ginger ale, 88 cents plus a dollar one because it's a uh, dollar 89 now. It's a one dollar, 1.50 per fluid ounce. So it's one and a half cent per fluid ounce. And since the, the two liter bottle is, I don't know how many ounces it is, but it's a dollar one. A dollar one tax on an eighty-eight cent bottle of soda. The final price, one eighty-nine. Jesus. For an eighty-eight cent bottle of soda. And is that a national outrage or what? And that is why we go to Delaware. Exactly right. <laughs> I will drive to Delaware and spend ten dollars on gas before I would pay the Philadelphia soda tax, even if it only cost me a dollar extra. I am pissed off as right, right, Harry? I am pissed off. That's enough. I don't want to get any more angry tonight. I'm in a holiday spirit. My batteries on my things are running down. 
Luckily, I have a nuclear facility in my house, and I'll charge these babies up. And it's actually perfect because I had the sky energy before the show because I was yeah. feeling a little run down, and it's just finally wearing off. It's perfect timing. Are you jacked now? No, no, no. no. I was Yoke. jacked earlier, but now I'm because which means that I'll be able to go to bed. Perfect. And not timing. be on the fall. Not be on your computer for 14 hours. I cannot promise that. That's going to do it for tonight, kids. I want to thank everybody, all the boys and girls out there listening, watching us on Tony Bruno Show Live, on Facebook and YouTube and all the other places. You guys need to walk by our house. We put up that new video. Yes. We've got, we want to thank the uh, politically Pierre. incorrect Frenchie. Pierre, Pierre the fr- non-PC French Mis- misogynist Pierre. sexist pig. Who's back in vogue this and holiday season? No, it's not season. a pickle. It's the mistletoe. It looks like a pickle though, because they have pick, green pickles are like Christmas ornaments, That's right? That's a British thing. That's a British thing. You ever see the green pickle ornaments they sell? Yeah, they, there's green pickles. Yes. It's a it's a it's a German thing. No, it's a German. It's a British thing. It's, it's a, a British thing. thing. It's not the German a, pickle. No, it? it's a British pickle. And it's um you hang the tradition is that you hang the pickle on the tree and whoever finds the pickle first gets an extra present and then they get to hide get the pickle next year. That's ridiculous. I just play hide the salami. It works every year. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and is that also who gets to who gets to find it first? It, uh, yeah, it has to. Well, no, it, just, it depends on who's in the house. At the, it's at an the, old uh, German tradition to find the gherkin. It's, I'm reading it right now. It's no, that's jerk your gherkin. That's in another. In the 1880s, uh, Woolworth store started selling glass ornaments imported from Germany. And we got to give Robin. Robin knows speaks Germany. Grew up and spent I, time in Germany. I speak Germany. You speak, you speak Germany. Germany. And I got to give her one of these. Yup, it's it's a, it's a German thing. You've been to the Reading Terminal Market. You've been to the Dutch Wonderland. You know that this is not Dutch. It's German, and it's not British. The only, the only tradition the British have is bad dentistry. I mean, that's the only thing they got going over there. Well, and bad food. Tell me bad. <laughs> tell me I'm not in the spirit, but I know that damn gherkin's German. <laughs> well, it's you're a man who... Well, you I'm a man who about gherkin. But you know what? Actually, You've worked the gherkin many times in your you life. You know, I learned it from some British friends because it traveled over to Britain. Catch me outside. I didn't realize it actually originated in Germany. You know what did originate in Germany, though? What's that? The damn... Uh, the Nazis? No, yeah. that too. The uh, candy canes. Candy canes, Candy yes. canes originated in Germany. For all of you idiots out there that don't know how to look at history, it is not about the baby Jesus. Exactly. It, is a, it was a white uh, sugar cane thing and it, how can it, you hang a J upside down well, no. how's it gonna hang right. it never used yeah. to be a cane it wasn't about hanging it was just a straight stick that was made out of sugar it was all white and a German choir director ma- um, started making them for his choir so that they wouldn't fidget because he had an all boys choir starting to get people excited here man now remember candy canes yeah. candy canes are not about Jesus but umbrellas on the other hand are turn up hold it like this Hold it like this. Your umbrellas are a J. Yes. And they were made after Jesus because Jesus, when he was carrying the cross up to the mount to be uh, executed, not to sound he rude. needed the uh, umbrella. And unless not- you, the only time a cane is a J is when you are in Singapore and they're lifting it up to cane you exactly. over the head. Exactly. That is the only time it's shaped like a J. Otherwise, it is a cane. I will say this because Upside it's my belief, down. not just an opinion. But right. if you have a problem with a candy cane, literally take it. And turn it around any, any which way you like. 
like a cane or an umbrella, any, or Probably a Probably upside down. And insert it directly in your ass. Yes. Very, very. And that's one it. One big what fell swoop. Just yes. one shot. Bam. Straight up, Ogul. And slam that thing right in there. Bam. As the great Admiral Agassi right. used to say every night before he became 700 pounds and blew up one night. By the way, we'd like to thank the 76ers for losing their second home game of the year. The Brooklyn Nets. To another bad team. They lost to the Cleveland Cavaliers, was their first loss of the year. And now they're losing to the Brooklyn Nets. Jimmy Butler on the sideline. Jimmy Butler not playing tonight. Kendall Kendall Jenner Jenner is not in the house. But Furkan Korkmaz was in the house tonight with a jam posse. And that's why we're losing by nine, ten. And they're losing uh, to the Brooklyn Nets tonight. 122-112 in the last minute. So obviously that game's over. So is there dissension? Is there Sorry. dissension now with the Sixers? I don't know, but Brett Brown, he's a shave. He looks like a homeless man. Yes, he does. That's going to do it for tonight. Thank everybody for listening, coming out tonight. Miss Robin, Luigi Curto, all the guys, the boys out here tonight. The young boys. The young, All the young boys. Fresh off their win against Juvie. Hanging out with us. Have a great week. Don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And don't text in California or you'll lose your ass. <laughs> Good night, everybody. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.